Do you have more month than you have money? Are you drowning in debt? Is financial pressure destroying your marriage? Sounds like you need some financial wisdom from above. Proverbs 22 and verse 7 says, The rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. In other words, debt makes you a prisoner of your past. You can't be spiritually free and financially in bondage at the same time. Impulse buying and credit cards is a dangerous combination, turning many soulmates into financial inmates. Remember, it takes minutes to plunge headlong into debt and years to dig out. Free of debt, free from the love of money, free to give generously and free to have fun. That's financial freedom God's way. I'm Ron Jones, something good starts right now. There are over 2,000 verses in Scripture that have to do with money. If it's that important to God, it should be equally important to us. Hi, I'm Brian Davis, and this is Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones. Well, God's Word offers several principles to keep us from becoming slaves to debt. But as you'll see today, financial freedom is not the only kind of freedom God offers us. Stay with us now as Ron continues his series, His Money, Your Faith, or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. From Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia, where he serves as lead pastor. Here's Ron and today's Something Good Radio message, God's plan for your financial freedom. The lyrics to a song in the musical Cabaret say this, money makes the world go round. A mark a yen, a bucker a pound, a bucker a pound, a bucker a pound is all that makes the world go round. That clinking, clanking sound is what makes the world go round. Now, I promise you it's a, it's a snappy tune, but I'm not going to sing it for you. Just give you the lyrics, and you can tell by the lyrics it's probably a snappy tune. But the question is, is it true? Does money really make the world go round? You would think that by the way we talk about it, the way we labor over it, the way we run after it, the way we tune into the financial news network that talks about it for 24 hours, the way some of us are leaning into what's happening on Wall Street, that the musical was right, that money really makes the world go round. It, you would think that by the way we're kind of uh, consumed by the idea of financial freedom, yeah, money makes the world go round. How, how many of you want to be financially free? Come on now, you're in church, tell the truth. Put your hand up, every one of you, because that's true of all of us, right? I'm sure we'd like to be financially free, because the opposite is to be in financial bondage. And who wants that? I'm here to tell you today that, that God is in the freedom business. He, he sent his son Jesus to free us from the bondage of sin and from the bondage of, 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 of a future uh, eternity apart from him. And I want to read for you just a few passages of Scripture here that, that kind of establish this idea that God is in the freedom business and, and He really wants us to be free in a whole host of ways, and including our financial life. Let's start in John chapter 8 and verse 32. Jesus said, you will know the truth 
and the truth will set you free. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Now that can apply to a lot of things, but let's just apply it to our financial life. You will know the truth about money, and that truth will set you free, financially free. How about this, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3 and verse 17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. How about Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Now, there are all kinds of ways that the devil wants to enslave us, but what I've discovered over the years, pastoring churches and being involved in local church ministry and being involved in people's lives is perhaps the number one way that the devil likes to enslave us is financially. And then how about this from Luke chapter 4 and verse 18? This was something where, or a place where Jesus inaugurated. He started his ministry and he quotes from an Old Testament prophecy found in the book of Isaiah and he applies it to himself. And one of the things he said is, he has sent me to proclaim freedom, freedom for the prisoners. And that's good news in, in a whole host of areas of life. Certainly, first and foremost, freedom from the bondage of sin and, and freedom to receive the free gift of eternal life. But beyond that, we, we, we can apply all these, these principles of freedom to our financial life as well. So let me ask you again, how, how many of you want to experience financial freedom God's way? Just, just lift up your hand. Actually, just say the word freedom if you do. Freedom. All right, come on, say it like you mean it. Say it like you can't live without it. Freedom. All right, we're, we're kind of ready to get started on this. Here, here's where I want to go this morning. First of all, I want to talk about a biblical definition of financial freedom. Uh, you can go online and Google, you know, type in the words financial freedom. You have all kinds of gurus out there, financial experts, some that are legitimately so and others that want to be, telling you what financial freedom really looks like. I'm going to give you a biblical definition of that. Then we're going to talk about why it's important for you and me to have a financial plan. And then I'm just going to get real practical and real straight up with you, and I'm going to talk about a biblical financial plan, a divine financial plan that has governed Catherine and I's finances for 23 years of marriage and my personal finances you know, for years before that as a single adult. This financial plan, it's simple, I'm just going to give you the basic architecture to it, but it comes from the pages of Scripture. So, so that's where we're going to go this morning. First, a biblical definition of financial freedom. What I'm about to share with you reminds me of a time several years ago when we were living in Washington, D.C., and I was a guest on a, a radio program that dealt with you know, financial issues there locally in the D.C. area. And I never, never forget the guy who was interviewing me asking me about financial freedom, and I just rattled off four things that are just, just kind of part of uh, who I am and what I've learned over the years, this definition of biblical financial freedom. You would have thought I, I just you know, introduced sliced bread or spray starts to him for the first time, and he had never heard something like this. And he says, can I use it? Can I borrow it? I almost got the sense that he was going to steal it and make it his own, but I said, sure, it's not mine anyway. It's, it's, it's the Bible's teaching. But here, here's how I would answer the question of what financial freedom is. Uh, four things. First, free of debt. Everybody starts there, right? Free of debt. Proverbs 22 and verse 7 says, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is a slave or a servant to the lender. 
You can't be financially free, and I'm going to suggest to you even spiritually free completely if you're in financial bondage. And debt makes you a prisoner of your past. That's what the verse says. The rich rule over the poor, the borrower is a slave to the lender. And here's what I've discovered over the years. It takes about two seconds to get into debt. As, as quickly as it does to swipe that credit card or to you know, sign the debt obligation. It takes about two seconds. It takes years, years to dig yourself out of debtor's prison. So this is why the Bible, it never says debt is a sin or it's evil, but there are all kinds of warnings about the wise person who, who doesn't go into debt, especially consumer debt. So, uh, free of debt. Secondly, free from the love of money. We talked about this last week. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. Keep your lives free from the love of money and become content with what you have. Would you describe yourself as a content person? Or are you driven by the consumerism of our age? Driven by whatever Madison Avenue says, hey, you need to buy this. You need to trade up. Uh, you need to get the new, the new thingamajig. You've got the 6.0 thing. You need the 7.0 or the 8.0. And Madison Avenue is always trying to sell us up and trade us up and buy us up to something new. Are, are you really content with what you have? Uh, the Bible says keep your lives free from the love of money. We, we said last week money itself is not evil. It's the love of money. Uh, just the, the passion for more of it and what more we can buy with it. You'll never experience true financial freedom, biblical financial freedom in the way God wants you to have it unless you're free of debt and free from the love of money. Thirdly, free to give generously. Free to give generously. Acts chapter 20 and verse 35 uh, the Apostle Paul is saying goodbye to the church at Ephesus where he served for three years. He's down on the, on the shore about to set sail. Uh, they're weeping. They're sharing stories. They're pouring out love to the Apostle Paul who poured into their lives for all these years. And in that scene, Paul reminds them of the words of Jesus who said, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Seriously. Now, if I were to look into your finances, would there be evidence there to what you gave intellectual assent to? Well, that's a whole other question, isn't it? See, it's easy for us as, as, as people of faith and people who go to church say, yeah, I, I believe this, I believe that, I checked the box on this, I checked the box on that. But nothing gives more tangible evidence to our faith and to our, our proclamations, then when we just take a little glimpse inside your finances and mine, if you want to experience the blessed life, and I, I suspect you do, or else you wouldn't be in church today, um, Jesus says that's done by giving, not receiving. Wall Street says you build wealth by, um, you know, by buying low and selling high, right? Jesus says it's by sowing and reaping. By giving, by giving, uh, you are blessed. So free of debt, free from the love of money, free to give generously. All right, here's the last one, free to have fun. And this is, this is my favorite part. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 19 and following, moreover, when God gives any man wealth and possessions and enables him to enjoy them, Solomon says it's a gift of God. I said last week, and I'll say it again, if, if you have a lot of money and you're very blessed by the measure of this world, I'm never going to make you feel guilty about that. And, and neither should any of us. You know, we all have different capacities of wealth and we all have different amounts of money and all that. If you've been uh, immeasurably blessed, you don't have to feel guilty about it. Enjoy it. It's a gift from God, as long as you have everything else in its proper priority and order. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more of Dr. Ron Jones' message, God's Plan for Your Financial Freedom. If you're new to the program, we want you to know that all of Ron's messages are archived at our website, somethinggoodradio.org. Again, that's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, use the Partner tab at the top of the homepage to check out the 828 Club, a special group of people who partner with Ron so that he can share these internet and radio broadcasts the whole year through. Join the 828 Club from our website or give us a call at 757-276-1099. That's 757-276-1099. It's been said that those who fail to plan are planning to fail. If you don't have a financial plan, what are you waiting for? Here's Ron with the rest of today's Something Good Radio message, God's plan for your financial freedom. Uh, Dave Ramsey is a radio talk show host, and uh, he's a believer in Jesus Christ, and he's kind of all over this financial stuff. He's got a national program, and one day a caller called in to the Dave Ramsey program and uh, needed some guidance. Uh, the, guy, the guy wanted to buy a Harley Davidson, kind of a man after my own heart. I've always wanted to grow my hair long, put it in a ponytail, get some leather on, and drive a Harley. And I'm trying to get my Harley babe over here to come along with me, but she won't, all right? It's just, it just won't happen. But this guy wanted to buy a Harley. And Dave's, you know, asking him all, he doesn't know him from Adam, asking all these diagnostic questions. He finally just says, well, you know, what's your net worth? What's your financial net worth? And the guy, him, hot, right, says, I don't know, somewhere around 20 million. <laughs> and Dave said, dude, buy the Harley. <laughs> you know, have fun with what God has given to you. Again, as long as you have your other financial priorities in line and you've put God first. So real financial freedom, friends, free of debt. And by the way, next week, we're going to talk about breaking free of the debt trap because it's one of the devil's strategies and schemes to enslave us. It takes a second to get into debt, takes years to get out. I'm even going to give you a strategy on how to accelerate getting out of that debt, that debt trap. Free of debt, free from the love of money, free to give generously, free to have fun. That's, that's the kind of life and financial life that, that I want to live. And that's what God wants for us. Again, when it comes to money, you don't have to get nervous. You don't have to get all, you know, uh, worried about, you know, suspicions and all that. God, God wants freedom for you, freedom from the slavery and bondage of consumerism and the love of money and all of that, and freedom to enjoy the gifts that he's given to you and given to me. Now, in order to do that, everybody needs a financial plan. I told you last week my undergraduate degree was in financial planning, and I learned a long time ago, everybody needs a financial plan. 
Uh, one of my professors years ago used to say, if you fail to plan financially, you plan to fail financially. And that's true. And so many Americans today have planned to fail financially, not intentionally, but unintentionally. And they reach a time in their life where they realize they, they've neglected planning financially for their future and for their eternal future. We'll talk in week three about two portfolios you need to have, an earthly portfolio and an eternal portfolio. And both portfolios need to plan. So if you, plan, if you fail to plan financially, you plan to fail financially. I don't know if these numbers are still true, but years ago the Wall Street Journal said 70% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And they don't have a plan. They don't have a plan for their finances. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 5 says, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. If your financial plan is a get-rich-quick scheme, is a trip to Vegas, well, listen to the wisdom of Proverbs. The plans of the diligent, the hardworking, lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. I know some people who are on the, uh, what I call the ostrich financial plans, where you stick your head in the sand. And, and you can even spiritualize this. Well, you know, God will take care of me. Well, he's taking care of you by giving you instruction in his word to have a plan. And he'll help you plan. He'll help you order your finances. But if you don't have a plan, then don't wake up someday and say, well, yeah, who's going to help me here? Who's going to help me? Social insecurity? Or somebody else? I mean, that, that, that's some, some people's plan, is social insecurity. No, you've you got to have a plan, a plan that starts today. And the sooner you begin working that plan, certainly the better. I believe everybody needs a short-term financial plan and a long-term financial plan. A short-term financial plan is called a budget. And for some of you, that's the dreaded B word, and you don't want anywhere near a budget because it feels like you put shackles on you, you know, and you know, you're like Houdini trying to get out of this thing. Now, here's how you need to think of a budget. A budget is a short-term financial plan. It's a spending plan where you tell your money where to go before you wonder where it went. And you don't want to be in the place where you've worked hard all these years and you've made all this money. Remember the calculation we did last week? You just make $25,000 a year for 40 years. A million dollars has passed through your hands. And you don't want to end up at the end of life saying, I wonder where that went. Or to stand before God who will hold you accountable for his wealth that he entrusted to you to manage. And he says, I'm wondering where that went too, because you didn't have a plan. Proverbs 27, verses 23 and 24, know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds, for riches do not last forever. And does a crown endure to all generations? Free from debt, free from the love of money, free to give generously free to have fun, and free to reap the blessings God has promised you. Now that's something to be thankful for. All of Dr. Ron Jones' messages can be heard on demand at somethinggoodradio.org. Use the radio tab right at the top of the homepage. That's somethinggoodradio.org. While you're there, be sure to check out a discipleship coaching experience developed by Dr. Ron Jones called Starting Point, A Disciple's First Steps. 
Look for Something Good courses at the top of the homepage when you visit somethinggoodradio.org. Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio. All Scripture is profitable for teaching and reproof. But let's face it, God gave us a lot of Scripture. 66 books and more than 600,000 words, and it can sometimes be a little overwhelming to read. That's why I wrote my new book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, to help you navigate your way through the highways and byways of God's Word and see how it all fits together so brilliantly, how every path, every passage, and every page points to Jesus, who is the Christ. The book comes in two volumes. Volume one covers the 39 books of the Old Testament, while volume two takes you through each of the 27 New Testament books. Both are now available to order, and I'd love to send them to you today. Here's Brian with details. The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, Volume 1 and 2, can be yours today by request for your gift of $50 or more to support the ministry of Something Good. When you order the print versions, you'll also get instant access to the Route 66 Digital Library, a $275 value. The online library includes electronic versions of the book, plus video sermons, audio messages, and downloadable sermon notes on all 66 books of the Bible. Visit somethinggoodradio.org to request the two-volume set and to gain immediate access to the Route 66 digital library. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Pastor Ron, there are so many good books published every year. Why should someone buy The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible And who did you have in mind when you wrote these literary travel guides through the Old and New Testaments? You know, Brian, your questions make me think of the words of wise Solomon in Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 12. Of the making of many books, he writes, there is no end. And oh, how true that is. For what it's worth, as a Bible teaching pastor for more than 30 years, the ultimate road trip through the Bible is my way of helping people understand the overall story of Scripture and how all 66 books of the Bible fit together into a unified work of the Holy Spirit. I wrote with all kinds of people in mind, starting with the serious Bible student, even those who teach the Bible. I'm thinking of pastors, Sunday school teachers, and small group Bible study leaders who might use these two volumes in their preparation. But I also wrote for the person who is just getting acquainted with the Bible, which we all know is the best-selling book of all time. Brian, you can read The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible from beginning to end like any other book, or place it in your Bible study toolbox. I know that if you're a lifelong learner of God's Word as I am, you will return to The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible repeatedly. As companions to your personal Bible study, these books will always help you see the big picture before you dive into the details of any book of the Bible. That's why I'll be ordering my own copy, Pastor Ron. We're so glad you decided to share this important book with us. And you can get your copy today by going to somethinggoodradio.org. Both volumes of this great resource are yours for a gift of $50 or more to support the ministry of Something Good. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org or over the phone by calling our offices at 757-276-1099 or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. Well, doesn't it make sense that whatever grace giving is, it should at least start 
where the Old Testament started. I, I call tithing or a tenth the starting point in our giving. It's a floor, not a ceiling. And I'll be honest with you, Catherine and I, because we started our marriage and our finances this way, and we, we started this way and then bought a house, we started this way and then bought cars and, and all that kind of stuff, we ordered our, it's easy for us to tithe today. It's easy for us to give God the first 10%. Where he's stretching us is to go beyond that because it's not a ceiling, it's a floor. And quite frankly, depending upon how much God has blessed you with, a tithe is way too small. I, I know business people I've met that say, they, they're gonna do a reverse. We're gonna give 90% and live off 10%. If God has blessed you that way, you don't need to feel guilty. Uh, just, just begin to soar beyond the minimum expression of generosity found in the scriptures. That's next time on Something Good when Ron shares part two of his message, God's plan for your financial freedom. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.